Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block. Austin Orman, Eric Strickland joined a segment early by our NFL insider, expert Jay Foreman. <laughs> Welcome in, Jay. What's happening? Oh, you know, just a couple things going on in the wide world of sports that we have man, been it's, it's, fortunate to be able to talk about. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's chaos and, and slash turmoil. There's opportunity. It's craziness because, you know, when you, you think of the two, quite frankly, the two greatest coaches in their in their said profession profession at the level. Mm-hmm. So Nick Saban in college, um, and then say uh, uh, Bill Belichick in the pros. They both and they're, granted they're like really good friends, and but within twenty four hours, both of them decided. Well, one retired and one's out on the free agent market, mm-hmm. along with Pete Carroll, who's I think one of three that's ever won a national championship in a Super Bowl. I mean, you talking about the coaching ranks getting taking some L's, <laughs> you know, as far as iconic coaches in their own right, especially the the first two that I mentioned, and Pete Carroll in 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 his own right is as well, and being a stalwart in a franchise in a part of the country that's not known for being a football franchise. Well, it is, but mm-hmm. you know, a dominant franchise, a respected franchise. And he's up there in the Pacific Northwest. I want to I throw this to you too. Rico and I had this discussion. Pete Carroll's probably underrated, but he's not in the same stratosphere as Saban and Belichick. No. Yeah. Who is the more legendary coach? Is it Belichick? Is it Saban? Uh, Saban. It's Saban. What hurt Belichick was Brady leaving and winning without it. And, and Belichick hadn't been able to take it. I think also what hurts Bill Belichick is, is a lot of his Assistant coaches have failed, so it's a reflection of you as much as Kirby Smart, Dan Lanning, um, Mel Tucker at a lot Sarkeesian. of places. Locksley, Sarkeesian, Kelly, Locksley, Sarkeesian, 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 Lane, Lane Kiffin, everybody, everybody that came through there. And then also Nick Saban has done a rehab project as well with some guys that we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, Nick Saban is probably a little bit more, le- and, and that's grasping at. Cutting hair, splitting atoms. Yeah, but Nick Saban is the. You know, quite frankly, he's the goat. I mean, he's found a way to do it. He's 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 uh he's done it in different eras. He he made the best decision that, and I think he would have eventually been a, a good pro coach. I think mm. he would have. Mm. Um, you got to think the Wildcat and the RPO stuff kind of was he 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 had to open with uh Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams. I think it was. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did it and turned it around. You, Jason Taylor says that he he owes a part part of Jimmy Johnson first taking a chance on him. Second part of his career when he added to what was already maybe a borderline, maybe under. Undersizing. Uh, but a under, yeah. uh, right below Hall of Fame career. He said when Nick Saban came in yeah. and, may, and and pushed him to do other things as far as, you know, rush from, a, you know, without his hand on the ground. And Jason Taylor won the Defensive Player of the Year and Defensive MVP kind of sealed himself going to the to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things that yeah, that's a that's a pretty big mark to do um in a short time in the NFL as a head coach. Wow. You saving or Belichick? I think I gotta roll with Saban too. Um it's not an Alabama bias. <laughs> it's um I, I And not I do. Auburn hate either. Not Auburn hate, not Alabama bias. I, I look at it from like it's like the ability to touch teach um br- 
bring in identified talent and allow those individuals and everybody that you touch to become an extended arm of you outside of being underneath your, your, and then to keep it all intact. Like, like here, like, like here's, here's the best way I can give you a visualization of what I'm saying. Tom Osborne in all of his greatness was able to do it by keeping everybody here with him. Not that he didn't want them to go. They right. didn't want to leave yeah. because. And that wasn't the way coaching was then. Right. And that's how you couldn't, re- you couldn't recruit then. Right. Because you needed stability. The need, stability. Need, yeah. Okay. So in his time, he was able to do that where, you know, guys could have went on and did yeah. other great things, been head coaches themselves. Sure. But they wanted to stay. Okay. He allowed them to come, stay, get the most out of them, move them on but still able to keep the ship rolling. rolling. And sometimes and I, that's special. Yeah, that, I just yeah. think that's special. Even though you may not be calling the plays, but you command and demand the yeah. best out of everybody. Yeah. in their, And if they not, you got to get yeah. going. Yeah, I think he, I mean, I think, I mean, it's when you say saving, then it's like, man, you know, how far is Bill, Bill Belichick's right there just because of, the consistency and dominance the Patriots uh, have had, you know, through a 20 year period. My now, rationale for that was Belichick built the Patriots up from less than Saban built Alabama, right? Saban, a master adapter, Belichick yeah. adapted too. Saban had to recruit every year. Think about the guys Belichick cut and did it with guys you don't know. But yeah. the Patriots weren't ever as good in the NFL as Bama was in college football. There was more infrastructure yeah. for Nick Saban than there was for Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's a little, I mean, that's, well, it's I, tough I, with the turnover it, too, it's, right? It's tough. it's tough in the pros. Yeah. But what he did was, is he took advantage of an extremely weak, you know, AFC East. Mm-hmm. So what he did was what, what Nick Saban, and that's why they were able to do it. They came in and they built it inside out structure, consistency from top to bottom. Cause he, they looked at Buffalo tremendous mm-hmm. amount of turnover Looked at the Jets, tremendous amount of turnover. Dolphins, tremendous amount of turnover. So he realized from his time in Cleveland and even before that, the time at the Giants, what it took to win and the time at the Jets, what it took to win. So he knew everybody's weakness as far as Belichick knew everybody's weak. So that's how he was able to do it. Then they drafted really well, and then mm-hmm. they had time with a patient owner that actually believed in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When nobody really believed in Bill mm-hmm. Belichick, you got to think, you know, when he left uh, Cleveland, it was, you know, not under great circumstances. And they were a playoff. And he was building Cleveland up. And then, remember, he was the Jets coach for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And because then he, before, then him was, uh, before him was uh, Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, uh, and then, obviously, you know, Bill Parcells was in New England before. Mm-hmm. Took them to the Super Bowl. So, that was a little bit of breaking off from the your master, per se. And then, you know, then he goes to, you know, New England. He builds them up, builds them up. And then, yeah, of course, you know, they hit the, the jackpot with Tom Brady that both of them mutually benefited off it. Brady benefited off of Belichick knew that if he built the stability and really good players on defense, you could you could bring along a quarterback. Well, Drew Bledsoe was supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. Mo Lewis said, "No, nah, let me get that let me get that lung real quick and let me put let me just make the way for Brady." Then Brady was able to progress at a at a slow enough rate until he really took off. He got to develop on the field. He got to develop off the field as far as physically because he had a long way to go. And then once he hit it, hit it up, then they had a system in place that was just a whole organization. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing Saban did. Now, Saban, what he's done, 
And you got to think, Alabama ran through a bunch of chumps. You got to think, Mike Price didn't make it there because he got caught in, it, like in San Antonio at a strip club. Then he had um, Shula, who was kind of a you know a retread. Francione. And, and Francione, who was kind of a throw-in yeah. from Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. um, and then next thing you know, you know, Nick Saban, you know, looked at Alabama, and, and I bet you it's just like Belichick looked at the Patriots. It's opportunity. And very rarely do you get these type of opportunities. Because when you got, go to Alabama, it's a blue blood program. The expectations there, they've won championships. And the one thing that's different from Saban and a lot of these coaches that or will get jobs, they, he never ran away from expectations. Right. And so all he did was embrace them. And then he figured out a way to really reset the expectations mm -hmm. to where now any, them. anybody that goes there can never be what he is. And, but the infrastructure is still there. So it's going to be interesting to see who goes there. But what he's what he's able to do is he built it. He's able to recruit, and then he started his way out. Just a, essentially ground and pound. Uh, lost to Utah that one time. Got better. Then he went to like, okay, we're just going to get all first round receivers along with this hellified defense and big linemen. Then he's won it with different quarterbacks. He's won it with Sims. Uh, he's won it with uh, McElroy. McElroy, Coker. Yeah, he's, he's won it with different quarterbacks. So that lets you know, and this is when you asked about coaches able to leave and how to just keep the train rolling. I, I listened to Nick Saban one time talk about this. He said it's, it's, it's it, and this is why I know the coaching pool has gotten weak. And I keep saying this, right? It's gotten weaker because guys aren't coaching anymore. But he says when you come, when you're bringing a new coach, it's essentially you just got to fit into this suit and just make this suit yours. So it's a way we're going to work. It's the expectations I have of you as a coach, which you're supposed to do in recruiting, so forth and so on. You're not He's not going to hire somebody that's, gonna run, that's not going to be able to conform or run whatever his idea is on offense or defense. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is work and learn from him. Why do you think Lane Kiffin is able to go down there, two different personalities, and then now he's a head Wait, coach. Wait, Lane and Nick aren't the same person? No. And then <laughs> and then also it lets you know where Nick is as is, is well. And Belichick does this. That's why Belichick will probably, if he gets a head coaching job, you'll see McDaniels and those guys go with him. Where he also has a a coaching uh, – he just doesn't coach his, his players. He coaches the coaches. So, mm -hmm. you know, Sarke yeah. Sarkeesian obviously had some issues out there at USC. But he saw something in him from uh, – obviously he could learn from him. But also mm -hmm. he learned – he saw something in him as a human. You know, because we're, you know, Nick Saban say, will tell you, he's like, he's, I'm not a, he said he's not above of the mistakes he's made or giving people second chances. That's how you say that. That's why he's the, the greatest coach of all time. So does Belichick not coach his coaches then? It's like history uh, is not nearly the same no, as Nick Saban. And it's harder in the NFL because a lot of times when you're getting hired as a head coach from New England, you're going to the Cardinals. You're going to mm. um, the Giants. The Giants. You're going mm -hmm. to the Broncos when McDaniels went. So you're, either facing uphill battle on salary cap issue or a talent issue. And the talent isn't as plentiful in the college ranks because you can run a kind of system and kind of keep recruiting to it four or five, six years down the road. Well, in the pros, you got about six games. And they're like, yeah, you ain't worried. I mean, you down there in Carolina with Dave Tepper. You, you, I mean, Frank Wright. Yeah, drink on you next. This Frank, ain't yeah, Frank Wright got 10 weeks. You're right. just getting started, you know, and so – it's a little bit different, but two iconic coaches and Pete Carroll's an icon in in, in his uh, own you're right. You're coaching egos and 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 different things than you're coaching in college as right. well. Yeah, and, and and money where yeah you, you'll have your players make way more six, significant more than your yeah. uh, you know your assistants. So Belichick, but Belichick, 
did a good job of, of checking that at the door. And also, let's give Pete Carroll credit, too, where he went to New England. Yeah, I think he took him to the playoffs. They were He actually mm-hmm. did better than people gave him credit for. Mm-hmm. He went to USC on a humbug, and the people didn't think he would be successful in, in college. And he made USC relevant. So you got to think. And powerful. Powerful. So Lincoln Riley, Ed Ogeron, mm-hmm. before that, all them dudes benefited, benefited off of mm-hmm. Pete Carroll coming there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and made him and had one of the best teams of all times, had one of the best runs of all times. And so that's the, you know, that's the way it is. But where's one, one more thing about Nick Saban, though. I, here's, here's about number 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 one. Yeah, that's good because we got to take a break after that. Go ahead. I'm giving it up because Nick Saban was going for three in a row. And he's one missed field goal and uh, Smoke Davis legendary return from beating our record. That's number one. Then on the flip side, because he interviewed about it, where he said this is probably his best coaching job, but it was the hardest, where he stopped Kirby Smart this year from winning three in a row. I got to thank him, man. <laughs> I got to thank him. It's yeah. the Nick Saban effect. It's the Nick Saban he, effect. He, he is paying homage to Coach Osborne because Coach Osborne is the only one that's undefeated against him, and we beat the brakes off of mm-hmm. both times. Just imagine that. Just sitting yeah. back. Yeah. And, you know, here's it for you people out there that don't think what Coach Osborne did would work in this modern day of time. Nick Saban built his team off of Coach Osborne's book. He's built his practice schedule off of Coach Osborne's book, and he's won majority of his first however many millions of games in the first part based on what Coach Osborne, what he learned and came down here and learned. Is he the closest thing to Coach Osborne since him? I don't know. I mean, that's just all yeah. eyes of the beholder because yeah. you got people at Florida State to say that, and, you know, yeah, whatever. It's Bowden. Yeah, if I Bowden, you could have, you know, you could say Urban Meyer because he did it at um, Florida. You know, just kind of, you know, whatever you're – that's all subjective. Yeah, subjective. Sure. Yeah, and if you're arguing over all those coaches that we mentioned, you're probably in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't you, yeah, you, you ain't, ain't losing much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you still win on either side of it. Yeah. Yeah, good Fair stuff. enough. Let's take a break. We'll have the official crossover to wrap up on the block next.